It's episode 98 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray, and today we're going to talk about movies hitting the theater in spring 2019. As always, my friend Todd is with me so he can bring a little culture and refinement to the conversation. I, on the other hand, am cartoon savvy, superhero sensitive, and have a book coming out that celebrates my love for a good old-fashioned romantic comedy. Hit shelves both real and digital on April 30th. I'm excited for you to hear our top choices and honorable mentions, but please do not email me, message me, at me, text me, or call me to try and convince me that I need to see Dumbo. I will not. I can't do it. I won't do it because of him and his mom. And then the trunks come out of the thing and they like hold hands, but it's their trunk. Can someone get me a tissue? Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's the I Hate Green Beans podcast, and I am here with my friend Todd, who I always do my movie reviews with. I'm very excited to talk to him today because we are discussing our upcoming favorite spring movies of 2019. I, of course, as you remember, if anything has to do with a superhero or cartoon, that's me. And then Todd will give you all of your Oscar-nominated movies because that's what he goes and see. We say this every time, but I just feel like I need to to drive that that point home. Would you agree, Todd? I, I, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> though my list this time may not fit that exactly. We'll see. <laughs> It's it's going to be, well, you had a lot more than I did, because again, there's not a lot of romantic comedies out there. And so, uh, you know, my list is three and yours was 57. So you're going to be, I'm going to be walking through this more with you because I, I watched your trailers from your top three and on um, two of them, I went, nope, mm-mm. Nope, can't do it. And and I oh, should. I can't, I, I can't I, wait to hear which two you will know. <laughs> I know one of them. Obviously, I know one of them. <laughs> but it's but it's things that I should be going to see. But as as we have said before too, I I don't go to the movies to learn, or to feel <laughs> sad. <laughs> I go to the. I mean, it's let's just start off. I know this is one of your honorable mentions, but Dumbo, for example, mm, why yes. would I not want to go see Dumbo? It's Dumbo. I'm telling you last night, you and I went to go see Captain Marvel. The freaking Dumbo trailer was right before it. And I am <laughs> trying to control tears just by watching the trailer where Dumbo's mom is putting the thing and taking oh, away and he's going, no, yeah. and their little trunks go and hold hands. Oh. Come on. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I couldn't do the cartoon. I couldn't tell you what the cartoon's about because I saw it once and cried. And I, I, wow. just, I just... I just can't, I yeah. just can't do things like that. And I should. But it's a great ride. It's a great ride at Disney World. It is a great ride at <laughs> Disney World. It is nostalgic. And I'll ride that up and down and round and round all day long. But man, I just, I, those, those are the things where I, you, you get tricked. Sometimes you get tricked and not knowing, wow, this is going to, like a lot of people were tricked by A Star is Born. Because there are yeah. sad, 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 sad parts of A Star is Born. They're like, I thought, I thought I was going to come sing with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And right. here I am crying right. my guts out in the back row but anyway well, and and i know we're kind of probably 
getting ahead of it a little bit, but it is Tim Burton, which means it's probably going to be yes. even darker yes. than what anyone knows. But I can't wait. I'm uh, so going to go. Oh, I'm just, I can't. I'm, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. So let's start off in our, in our top three that we're most excited about. And we always make sure we do different ones. So what mm-hmm. is your first one that you would like everyone to know about? So mine are in order of when they come out. So I have one for March, one for April, one for May. So the first one that I'm going to talk about is Hotel Mumbai. Mm -hmm. And uh, my interest is not because of the actors or the director or the writer. I don't really recognize, I recognize Dave Dave Patel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Army Hammer's name, but I don't really know anything about any of them. My interest in this one is strictly based on the fact that I remember the terrorist attack that happened in Mumbai. Mm. And the fact that I've been to two of the places that were attacked. Oh, wow. The Taj Mahal Hotel and the Leopold Cafe. Wow. Uh, I went. Th- I was in Mumbai for a friend's wedding reception a few years back, and uh, we went and toured around. We didn't stay in the Taj Mahal Hotel because I'm, I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but we did tour. We just kind of walked around. It's a beautiful hotel. Anyway, um, and the Leopold Cafe was actually a one of the – my my friend who brought us over there it was one of his favorite places to go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all that to say, um, I'm just excited because I've been to these places, and I think the movie poster is really cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's what I don't I don't know that my list this time is like Oscar <laughs> stuff. I don't you know. know. Here's the way I look at it. At first, I was like, "Cool, it's like Alias," or. <laughs> You know, Mm. some sort of fun whiskey cavalier type thing. And then as I watched the trail, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is like hardcore terrorist. Yeah. I can't do that. It looks like it's going to be pretty intense. The actual attacks happened, I think, in 2008. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, 2008. Um, The movie actually came out last year at a Toronto film festival. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. like in September of last year. So anyway, I think it's going to be intense and pretty dramatic. Uh, kind of one of those nail biters, which mm-hmm. I know you just don't do Mm-mm. those. You don't like them at all. I don't. I don't. And I'm, I'm weird too with um, things that are true. True. Yeah. I mean, true stories that are heartfelt and, oh, look, and we, those are fine with ish. Those are fine. But if it, it's like a terrorist true story, and again, this is the part where, I need to be educated. I need to know what's going on in the world. And I too remember that happening, but I, I don't want to see it again. Right. Right. And I don't want to walk through that again. I don't want to think that that happens because again, I go to the movie to see the girl get the guy and then he takes his shirt off and you count his abs. It's great. That's why I go. (laughs) And they lived happily ever after. So yeah, there you go. Well, all right. Well, that's my first one. It's coming out March 22nd. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. No, that's soon. Um, my first one is Shazam and I am super duper excited about it. I'm not a DC person except for Wonder Woman. Love her. And as you recall, we went and saw Aquaman, which was, you and I Mm -hmm. both said, it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. However, the rest of the world was like, woohoo! And they all paid billions of dollars for Aquaman to be one of the top grossing movies of all time, which is so strange to me. However, however, Shazam is a superhero that I did not know about at all. 
But the only reason why I knew this movie exists is because Zachary Levi plays Shazam. I guess that's Mm -hmm. his name. And I follow him on Instagram because I've been a fan of Chuck. He's the one who played Chuck so many eons ago. And he was on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel this season, which is the only reason why I watched it. You know how I feel about that. I get so bored with that show. I don't know why, but I do. So whenever I saw him, the first that I heard about it was the controversy behind it, which is so fun because they all said it showed Zachary Levi in a superhero suit. And they all said, there's no way Zachary Levi has that many muscles. He there's this suit is padded or something. And and he was all, why is that a thing? Who cares if it's padded? I'm supposed to be a superhero. Right. So, but then to show people that he's no shrimp, the dude took a picture of his guns or his arms or something, and he mm-hmm. he worked out. He worked out to be the yeah. Shazam guy. So wow. I'm, I'm it, it, that's whenever I first noticed what is Shazam? Who? What are we doing? And so I did a little research, and it is a kid who is 14 years old, who because of his great character and 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 heart, he somehow gets a wizard to give him powers. And whenever he says the word Shazam, he turns into adult superhero. So Zachary Mm. Levi is playing a kid who's really 14, which gives you that Tom Hanks big feeling. And they were saying it is the movie big meets Superman, which sounds like a recipe for success to me. So Mm -hmm. they said, they said Zachary Levi is born to play this role. And, I didn't want to do too many spoilers, and and you and I both do this. We don't like to go to Rotten Tomatoes and get get the number before we go see the movie because that taints right. how you're viewing it, and you're thinking, oh, yeah. nobody else liked it, and then so that's already your mindset. But as I was researching yesterday, the early buzz for it is great. Everybody just seems to think this is so fun and cute and yay, and Zachary Levi's great. It's PG thirteen, yeah. so it should be fun for the whole family and i'm pretty yeah. excited yeah the the preview we saw last night i was i mean i didn't even know this movie existed until yesterday when you put it on your list mm-hmm. and i was like oh, i don't know what that is then saw the preview last night yeah it looks good it mm-hmm. looks very entertaining i'm excited um that one comes out in april like 15th i think okay. um what's your second one? Second one is uh, best of enemies and it comes out april 5th mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm a sucker for a true story mm-hmm. movie and this one is now this one I think is based on a true story. It's actually based on a book as opposed to inspired by a true story. Uh-huh. Which can be really different as we learn from the green book. Yes. Um, and yeah. So anyway, I don't want to adjudicate the green book and its merits or not merits, but this one does appear to be more accurate to what actually happened. And it is a story about a KKK member who joins up with a, civil rights activists in the seventies to fight for desegregation in Durham, North Carolina. Mm. And as the trailer explains, they are the most likely of allies and they see each other as individuals, not as stereotypes. And come on, I just love that. I love <laughs> a, good, a good heartwarming story that is relevant to the time mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But beyond all that and all that stuff is good. Um, 
I just I love Taraji P Henson. I do too. Oh my gosh, she and I like Sam Rockwell. I do too. I do too. Those are that those were wise choices. I think I did watch that trailer too, and that is one that I might be persuaded to go see, even though there there are dark moments just because of all the KKK stuff and the segregation of things that schools and you don't like to think about that and how it was. I mean it just five seconds ago in our U.S. history. I mean, it's not right. like that happened years and years ago. The 70s were yesterday, basically. That's when I was right. born. So right. I feel like that w- that's something that I could do better versus terrorists shooting people. Yeah, and I think, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Because, you know, anytime, anytime a movie deals with that topic, which is a real topic, mm-hmm. and like you said, it's... It's very recent, and in some ways, it still happens even today right. in a lot of ways. So, but anytime that is dealt with, uh, there's always a potential for it to be handled incorrectly by yes. Hollywood. Yes. Uh, and so I hope this one doesn't handle it poorly. I hope it handles it well, and I'm hopeful that it will. So. What's the name of it again? The Best of Enemies. Okay. And that's out in April sometime? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, my second one is Long Shot, which... Mm-hmm. It was a long shot that this was ever going to be on my list, but um, bump, but I kept watching the trailer. Um, I, well, I didn't keep watching it. I watched the trailer a couple of times and it grew on me. Mm-hmm. I went in a little bit skewed because of the podcast, which is a podcast you and I both listen mm-hmm. to. The, the female host on that, Jamie Golden, had said, how in the world is Charlize Theron ever going to be with Seth Rogen? And that right. is the the premise of this. They, they're calling it the reverse pretty woman where mm-hmm. Charlize is, is, is on a campaign to be the first woman president. And Seth Rogen is the kid she used to babysit for some reason. And he so is a, <laughs> so random. That's kind of, eh. but you know, let's overlook it. And he's a journalist and, and she's asked him to come in and kind of punch up her speech writing a little bit. So mm-hmm. he is on the campaign trail with her and it feels like they're presenting it. Like it's going to be a romantic comedy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, it was one of the buzzed about movies that was a title. It was given at South by Southwest, which I thought okay. was really strange because South by Southwest is basically all documentaries. They don't like anything that's mainstream. <laughs> and I thought that is interesting that this yeah. was given a buzz. It was one of the few mainstream going to be everywhere wide release movies on this list. So that, that <laughs> piqued my interest too, but I like Charlize and Seth Rogen. I sometimes like, and I sometimes don't. I I yeah. like him better when he's nice and kind and not sweet and and gross. You know, right? right. I'd prefer him non-gross. Um, and I'm not talking no. about the way he looks or anything like that. He right. just has the he does like the the what's that neighbor movie that he did with Zac Efron and and just kind of grossness stuff. I don't like movies like that. So I'm hoping that he's just more, it's funny. And I mean, boys to men is in the trailer singing Motown (laughs) Philly at a party. Come on. Uh, Yeah. So I'm kind of excited that Charlie's, Theron is playing a she usually plays some pretty gritty mm-hmm. uh, kind of weird mm-hmm. not weird but pretty characters in this she seems like she's the classy 
you know, classy lady. And right. I think that's cool. I like that about her. Okay. What's your third one? Third one is Hustle. And uh-huh. it comes out, um, April, no, I'm sorry, May 10th. It comes out May 10th. Okay. And it is a remake of the 1988 movie Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh-huh. which I learned in my research is a remake of a 1964 movie, The Bedtime Story. Huh. Which I have never heard of. No. And I don't understand how Bedtime Story could fit the plot, but whatever. <laughs> I'm going to look that up later. So, yeah. so here's the deal. We kind of talked about this last night. Normally, I, I balk at remakes. I, I don't understand why Hollywood can't be creative and come up with new material. Mm-hmm. And that's especially true for movies that I've really liked in the past, like Red Dawn, Childhood mm-hmm. Favorite, uh, Ghostbusters, Footloose. I didn't see any of those remakes that have come out in the past, what, five-ish years? That was a wise decision. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. because remakes don't always, they're not good. Mm -mm. Now, of course, A Star is Born was great, and it was a remake. It was actually, what, I think the fifth remake, so I can be proven wrong on that. This one in, in particular, I think it being a remake, it works for me on a couple reasons, for a couple reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. The title is actually different. I know that sounds silly, but if you change the title, but it's the same plot, you're going to fool me and I'm, I'm going to be okay with it. Okay. So, <laughs> originally, I read this today too. It was going to be called Nasty Women Ew. in in kind of reference to Donald Trump's comment about yeah. whatever. So the they changed that somewhere along the way. But the real reason why I think it works is because this remake, it really makes sense because the whole execution of you're familiar with the plot of Dirty Rotten Scoundrel, right? You've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I think it it works because when it's women doing the conning, it it's just different. It's a different story, even though it's still a con story. I think the way that they are able to con men is just different than the way men are able to con women. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I I think that it takes on a different form that way, and so I kind of like that. Um, it could be a huge miss, you know, right. could very well be like, no. Tell, um, tell everyone who's in it. Yeah. So it's Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I like both of them. Mm-hmm. I think we have a different view. I do. Yes, <laughs> I do. I feel like Rebel Wilson is the same in every single thing that she does. And whenever she, the first time I was familiar with her was Pitch Perfect. And mm-hmm. I accepted her as that but then in everything else that she has been in that I have seen she is that again and um she is the female version sometimes of the Seth Rogen thing that I'm talking about where she's just kind of over the top and and crude a little bit in everything in everything and um Anne Hathaway is someone that I've always semi-rolled my eyes at, like, uh until Ocean's 8, whenever I thought she, she, she nailed that. Um, It was like Princess Diaries and Ocean's 8. Those are my two favorite Anne Hathaways. (laughs) And so I could see her doing this well and maybe being a nice balance for the out there physical comedy that is Rebel Wilson. Yeah. So, and I know that they're going to change, I'm sure they're going to change all of it, but it looks like in a lot of ways, the, the plot and everything's going to be the same, but the, in the original or the 1988 Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, the Ruprecht scene mm-hmm. with Steve Martin is one of those scenes that I remember 
laughing so hard I hurt Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's just such good comedy and it's good just Steve Martin is it's at his Mm. one of his best in my opinion so with Rebel Wilson playing that role I have a feeling they're going to tap into her the stuff that you don't like about her like you know what I'm saying like they're going to tap into her being over the top Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I look forward to it anyway because who who knows It, it like I said it may be a total miss but and that one's out in May Yes, May tenth, okay. and it's called Hustle. Hustle, yeah. Hustle. Okay. It may be the Hustle. I don't know if it's. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, yeah. All right. My third one is one that I'm a little bit nervous about, but I'm going to go in guns a blazing. It is Aladdin. Yeah. Now, hear hear my thoughts, Todd. Hear my thoughts. Give them to me. <laughs> so. This Disney is on this kick with all of the live action whatevers. So we yep. had we had Cinderella, which I thought was beautiful and wonderful and gorgeous. We had Beauty and the Beast, which I thought wise Emma Watson in this. But mm-hmm. I did think the Beast was good looking in Beast form. So there you go. <laughs> and it made a bajillion dollars. Yeah. Speaking of Tim Burton doing Dumbo, which is also live action, he did Alice in Wonderland, which made a whole bunch of money as well. Yeah. So they, they're they're trending down this this path. Yeah. Aladdin, huh, it already has controversy around it too, and and that is bothering me. The first what is the controversy. Well, the first one is at the Grammys. I shouldn't say controversy. I should say like disappointment. It's kind okay. of. It's veiled in disappointment because during the Grammys, they did a new trailer of Aladdin and it ended. Everybody's been wondering what Will Smith is going to look like as the genie. And Mm -hmm. he looks like a bad CGI genie. And so everybody is just complaining, complaining, complaining about how bad he looks. I didn't think it was all that bad. However, what I think people are disappointed in is the nostalgia behind Robin Williams and what a great quintessential genie his voice was and his movement, his tone and everything and how the hard act to follow. Yes. And so I feel sad for Will Smith a little bit. The second one, I think Jasmine, she may not be full Indian or Middle Eastern or Saudi Arabian. And so there's kind of like a meh about that. And then there was something about the scene when he comes in in the parade and the Prince Ali song is playing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they said, it just looks too cartoony. India's not that bright and India doesn't have that many colors. I was like, they're copying the cartoon. So to me, that is okay. So I'm, I'm the thing that makes me most red flag right now is that we just have teaser trailers, right? Meaning we just have these little snippets of the same thing. They keep showing us over and over and over again, which is him going into that desert sand lion mouth and then rubbing the genie. And then we have little tiny snippets of everything else. And that part is making me nervous because by this point in the game, I think we should have had a little bit more to work with. So there's, there's hardly, there's hardly anything out there, but I have to also remember 
that Aladdin came in the 90s when it was Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Mm -hmm. And those were those four big hitters that kind of turned Disney animation around. I think there's just a nostalgia that will be with that that wasn't necessarily with Alice in Wonderland or Cinderella or Dumbo because those are older, older, older classics. But, Mm -hmm. you know, people our age who were or even a little bit younger than us who saw those as kids or saw those as junior high or high school kids, I think that's going to make people go to the theater and watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think people are going to go see it, whether it's good or not. I think you're right. People Mm -hmm. want to see it recreated. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, hopefully it is good and hopefully the music's great and I mean I always loved Aladdin it was probably my fourth favorite in that list that I just named Um, but I those four were I had soundtracks of them all had VHS of them all and then when CDs became a thing I had CDs of them all and when DVDs came a thing I had DVDs of them all and I they're my favorite parts of Disney so I'll go see it I will go see it even if it's terrible and I'll probably like it yeah of the ones you mentioned in that time frame, mm-hmm. uh, Lion King's going to probably be my top. But yeah, uh, of, of the one with humans in it, <laughs> <not honest>. uh, <laughs> Aladdin was definitely my favorite uh-huh. because Jasmine was my favorite. Well, I understand. I mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. I would yeah. say, um, well, I was about to say Little Mermaid was my favorite because of Prince Eric. But once Rapunzel came around... Her her guy, um, now I can't remember his name, Flynn Rider. Yes, he became my favorite, quote unquote, prince or boyfriend mm. of a princess or something. Mm. And guess who his voice is? Zachary Levi. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Look, look how I, I full circle tied. Full circle. Pattern here. Look at that. So, look at that. Question here. How long do you think it is before they make a live action of Frozen? Ooh. Ugh. Um, I mean, we saw the trailer for Frozen 2 last night, which, which is was dark. Weird. Yeah, I weird. don't know what's happening there. I yeah. mean, Elsa's in pants. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> no one speaks and everybody is tense. What is going on? Yeah, it, um, and she like chops. I don't know. It's weird. Like the ending scene where she like. Yeah, Anna's like whacking mm. somebody with a sword. Seems very dark. Um. Here's here's how I think about that. Whenever it gets on stage in theatrical version, I think we are headed down a path to and, and does well. I yeah. don't know if Frozen is doing well. I do know Aladdin did very mm. well on stage. And the reason why is because of the genie. He is so funny. The couple of yeah. times I've seen it. And plus, they fly around above you on a magic carpet ride. Hello. But if it's oh, yeah, on, okay. if it's on stage and it does well, I can see it going down. Little Mermaid, on the other hand, was horrific on stage. Really horrific. Yeah, I've never seen that or Aladdin. Oh Latin. man. Well, yeah. because there, I, I know we're you're listening to this and this is audible, but imagine a girl dressed as a mermaid swaying from left to right like she's dancing because oh. she's supposed to be in water. Right, right. Ugh. Hard to recreate that. Yeah. And then imagine her dad swaying in the opposite direction. Okay, which way is the water going, people? Sway right. in the same direction, <laughs> King Triton. What are you doing? 
So yeah. that was, it, yeah, underwater was kind of hard, I would imagine. But look, they did a whole freaking thing on the Lion King and made every animal in the world and puppets. So we yeah, could have done better right. on that, Disney. With yeah. that said, I think Frozen um, is going to be tricky if you do a live version of Frozen because it was so universally, worldly accepted and and people were crazy about it. So that yeah. is going to be, I would hate to be an actor or an actress in that movie. You got it. Because yep. you would never, you would never live up to, you would have to be a complete nobody. First of all, they couldn't get anyone who we right. know as someone else to be, which is why it was hard for me in Beauty and the Beast because Emma Watson is Hermione. Always, right. always. Right. Sorry, yeah. Emma Watson, but you are. Now she can go be other people and other things, but I can't see her as Belle because I know Belle and I right. know Hermione and right. she's going to be Hermione always. It, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's good. That's good. Okay, you had some honorable mentions that you wanted to tick through. Again, my list is over. Shazam, yeah. Longshot, Aladdin, <laughs> the end. Um, you had Hotel Mumbai, the best of enemies, Hustle, and what others besides Dumbo? So, yeah, so Dumbo. So then the other ones I have, is it's one called Lost and Found. And this is one of those. Did you ever see the movie Magnolia? No. So it's it's a movie where there's like seven different people and their stories and how they intertwine. And it's British, it's quirky, it's weird, and it's all about how things are lost and then found by someone else. And mm-hmm. then it kind of moves around between their stories. So it looks really just interesting and uh, right up my alley. I don't Is think you'd like it at drama, all. Drama, comedy? It looks like a comedy. Okay. Yeah. All right. There might be a little bit of a weird British love story involved. Okay. I don't know. I can't, I can't really tell. Then the next one, uh, so that one comes out March 29th, and then uh, Public is another one that is, again, it looks a little bit weird and quirky. I know I keep using the same words, and mm-hmm. that's terrible. But anyway, Public comes out, and it's about a public library oh. and the people that kind of come in and out of this library. So Interesting. Yeah, it's like the setting for... Just a day. It looks to me, I don't know if this is it exactly, but based on the trailer, a day in the life of a public library, maybe. And who are all the people in the different walks of life that traverse through this library? Okay. So it looks really interesting to me. And then I think the next one on my honorable mention was the movie. It's just called Tolkien. And so it looks like it's about yes. J.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did watch that trailer. Comes out May 10th so that looks interesting as well just because he's such a prolific writer and obviously you know lord of the rings and all that good stuff so mm-hmm. i don't really know much more about it other than it's about his life so cool but, yeah um the other thing that we were going to talk about is our our two superhero movies one we saw last night captain mm-hmm. marvel mm-hmm. yeah we saw it and <laughs> we, saw it. <laughs> we saw it and it did not suck it did not suck. I think it was a little better than did not suck. I, I like, yeah. Would you put it above Aquaman? I did put it above Aquaman. Okay. Um, I noticed. I think the reason, think that, sorry to interrupt you there. Yep. The reason I put it uh, above Aquaman is because the origin story that it's telling, like I'm way more invested in the Marvel universe. I yeah. don't care about the DC yep, universe. Yep, yep, I get it. I get it. So I, there's, more, there's more to that for me. I will give you that. Absolutely, I will give you that. Yes, that's a very good point. I 
looked at my, I didn't ever look at my watch because I try not to, but I wanted to maybe three or four times. Yeah. I I think some fight scenes went on Mm. a little bit too Mm -hmm. long. I think you and I predicted maybe four of the five things that happened, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like there's a cat that just made the movie for me. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's also set in the nineties. So the soundtrack was phenomenal. Agreed. You should go, I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. And then um, Nick Fury is Samuel L. Jackson. And they did some sort of magic on his face to make him look like he was in the nineties. He looked so much yes, younger. I was fascinated like by some, that. They did some Carrie Fisher magic on him. Yes, like, they did. Star Wars. It was crazy how, how, yeah. yeah. Yes. I was just fascinated by his face. I kept staring at it thinking, what in this world? So that, that, I liked that part. I will say it. I did not love Brie Larson very much. I thought she was just a one, one note. She just one note. Every once in a while she may smile or get a little bit emotional, but she was just one note across the board. But we also know that she is very important to the story of the next movie I want to talk about, which is Avenger, uh, which is Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I'm yes, looking yeah. forward to that because I feel like I, it, I feel like it's the end of an era mm, because it is yeah. the end of an era. How long is an era? Is an era ten years? Because that's how long it's been. So end of an era. It feels <laughs> ten years since. Yes, yes, because if you notice, if you notice Marvel Studios, the I and the O in Studios is a 10. Look at that. Since since the very first Iron Man came out. Mm, So I think it's actually like, it's actually 11, because the very first Iron Man came out in 2008, but I think it was later in 2008. So they're sort of considering all of this as just a, a decade of stuff, because, hey, we we talked about this. Robert Downey Jr. Love him to death. Not a spring chicken. So nope, we're gonna nope. have to reverse some of this back. So y'all can tune out if you don't care about Avengers. I'm totally fine with that. But we're gonna geek out here for just two minutes. Two just, minutes. Yeah, bear with us. So the last the spoiler alert. But the last we saw on the Avengers movie, half of everybody disappeared into ash. So the whole idea is, well, are they dead? Well, no, they're not dead because Spider-Man disappeared and he's got a movie coming out in July. Right. And so Black, Black Panther Camp. disappeared and he's got a movie coming out too. So you, but they're, but they're the only two. So the thought is there's going to have to be some sort of back in time situation yeah. going on. But what I think is going to happen is some of our originals may die question mark or somehow i don't know if there's a a somehow younger version of them gets plopped back into the marvel universe to where tom holland can stay because he's new and he's young and he's cute and then black panther can stay because i mean let's face it they just rocked that movie and they just need a black panther forever So yeah. how are you going to get a, a younger Tony Stark into the picture and a younger Captain America in the picture? Are you just going to start their stories over? Yes. Yeah, so let's think on that. Again, kind of like what we were talking about with, with Frozen. But can you imagine any human playing Iron no. Man? No. I mean, it's good. 
I think that bridge is a little easier for Captain America. Nothing against yeah. Evans, but he's not as iconic. I mean, right. Robert Downey Jr. just does it. So I can't imagine, poor guy, whoever they cast for that. But I kind of hope they do because I don't want it to end. Right, <laughs> right. And it and there's no way it can. I mean, Marvel has just, they've just, they're with Disney now. They're also with Fox now, which means you've got this whole, how do the X-Men Mm-hmm. enter into the picture i'm not an x-man person but that they're now the same entity so is that going to be folded in somehow but they're it we're we're in such superhero mode and they yeah. finally found their rhythm obviously by all of the i mean the latest movies have been great for the most part not oh, terrible yeah. like the yeah. batman movies and the superman movies and the justice league movies so yes. they found their rhythm. They're going to want to continue that. So how yeah. Oh, yeah. do you just reboot the whole thing, but still have Black Panther and Spider-Man who they are mm. as actors? I don't some know. Serious, some serious whiteboard sessions have been had. Yes, because to me, <laughs> I would love I'm, to be privy to that Me too, me too. I love all the people and would like them to go on forever. They can't. With that said, you could eat. I meant Robert Downey Jr. is gone. Like you said, Chris Evans is gone. Uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor is gone. Please, Lord Scarlett Johansson, go away. Mm, yeah. Hawkeye, really nobody even knows anymore. or cares who he is. Um, Bruce Banner, he's <laughs> gone. You know, yeah. I mean, th- this is this is what I'm talking about with all of these people who are. It's time for them to move on to be driving Miss Daisy characters. You know, <laughs> is that tacky? That felt tacky. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but it's true. Hey, clear the way in the old bazaar. Hey, you, let us through. It's a bright new star. Oh, come be the first on your block to meet his eyes. Make way, here he comes. Ring bells, bang the drum. I hear man, I love this guy. Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali Ababwa. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I think it was a good show. I'm excited about movies in spring 2019. A big thank you to Todd for helping me out. I would love to connect with you on social media. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Lindsay on Twitter. And I am Lindsay Ray on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you check out my book. One's called Why I Hate Green Beans. And the other is dropping on April 30th. Do you drop a book? I don't think you drop a book. I think you like drop a podcast or drop an album. I'm trying to sound cool and hip. Again, that's what I like to do. Bet. For those of you who listened a few weeks ago, you'll know what that means. We're supposed to say bet now if we want to sound cool. So, And also, you're not supposed to say cool anymore. Mm. Anyway, the new book is out on shelves, digitally available, April 30th. It is almost here. I'm super excited. It's all about love and romance and romantic comedies. Lessons learned from my favorite romantic comedies, Hallmark Christmas movies. Who wouldn't want to read that, I ask you. But thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it, especially the ones who are still listening right now. You're the best. You're my favorite. Don't tell anyone else. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. Her 
heard your princess was a sight lovely to see. And that the people is why he got dolled up and dropped off. Princess, the elephant's promise glory. 